Get your day started right. This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabiro Shegesa. Only on the Voice of the Cape. So yesterday we had a very good interview with Dr. Keith Clitter to understand the strain placed on healthcare workers and hospitals at the moment. We've just received the latest statistics also last night. And just when you think it's all bad, there seems to be some good news. So Gift of the Givers announced that they will be extending the COVID-19 relief efforts to Cape Town. And as we know, Gift of the Givers has been, has been doing amazing work in the Eastern Cape. Dr. Intia Suleiman, we dub a man who never sleeps. He joins us online. Dr. Assalamu alaikum. Shukran so much for your time. Thank you very much. Doc, um, our health department at the moment, especially now with the latest stats that's also now out, and that our health department are saying that these um, are, you know, days that's a dire at the moment in the province. You know, you visited some hospitals this week. What was your assessment? They're right. It's dire, you know. It's not only here. It's all throughout the, the many parts of the country. And there's several reasons. You know, the, uh, we have a second strain wave of virus about it, there's no doubt. But it's not about you know, only a second wave. It's about a different type of virus. Mm. Because if you compare it, I mean, we've, we've been helping Western Cape from the first day. And we've been helping the whole country from the first day. And we've met healthcare workers the first time round. We've met them the second time round. We've been to hospital the first time round. We've been to the hospital the second time round. The difference here is that this virus seems to be far more aggressive. And by doing that, it's attacking many more people at one setting rather than small numbers. If you compare in the beginning, if there was mass of people in an area and somebody was positive, many of the others won't be positive. If somebody got sick in the house, so and other members of the house, only one would, or one additional person would probably get sick, the others would be fine. This time it's not like that. Uh, if they went to in one area, they take the rage incident, you know, that was took place in, in the garden route. It, thousands of those kids got infected at one go. It's affected, in, in this time, when it affected young children, it's killing them, which it never did before. It's not mm-hmm. only for people with comorbidities. It even kills babies. It's infected young children. It's going very strongly for pregnant women, young pregnant women. People are dying much faster than they died the first time around. They would say, I've got COVID, I'm in the hospital, I'm going on oxygen, I'm, in, I'm going on high flow, and three or four weeks, they still pull. Most, quite a few of them are not even pulling four days. It's so aggressive and it's taking people without comorbidities. Mm. People who are young, who are fit, and the numbers are just climbing. It never happened like that before. You know, when, when you go to the CEOs of hospitals, and the same pattern, you have to compare to the other parts of the country. When we came from the Eastern Cape and we come to the Western Cape, we had the same message. Numbers of people are coming to the door. Many die outside. Many die in their cars. Many are dying in their homes. The, 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 you know, the body counts are climbing. And you hear the accounts from patients that how people have just been dropping dead in front of them in casualty and in the wards. So it's, it's a dire situation where many, many more people are involved and the cases are climbing. And those figures, although they're high, it's substantially more than that. Mm. Because people, not because anybody is just recording incorrectly or falsely or deliberately, is that you started off by saying, Dr. Kitkulti was talking about, you know, the healthcare workers and, and the difficulty. They can't cope. So not for them to worry about stats, how many people pass on. It's, it's, it's academic. Yeah. It's for them, they've got to save hundreds of lives. And themselves, they are exhausted. The mm. big difference in this time compared to the last time, there is no more smile left on the face of healthcare workers. They don't have that general step in their foot or, or smile or dance or laugh. They are just totally, you know, 
emotions are gone. They are just depressed. The emotions of emotions are gone. It's downwards. Yeah. They're depressed and they just can't function. Doc, and, and I believe that, you know, talking about the medical staff, you know, that was one of the, the, the requests made to Gift of the Givers. Is this within Gift of the Givers' powers to assist? Are you assisting, you know, with, the, the, with assisting with new staff um, placements in, in Cape Town? Well, the big problem is there's not many people who want to do this job, you know, and, and, and people who are on, we made a call. We've already, we, we are, we're enlisting paramedics. Fortunately, a few of them have come forward. You know, we, we would pay for them and put them to work full time for, for the next month or two that's required. We've asked nurse agencies to look for us for registered nurses. We're asking people in the medical professionals, appropriately trained medical professionals, whether it's nurses, paramedics, retired doctors, retired nurses, to come forward, you know, just to assist. But look, the, the reality is that many older people have comorbidities. They're worried about affecting their families. Doctors and healthcare workers have infected their families. So it's not something people will come forward easily to do this. Mm. Yes, the ASAP have come forward. To ask people to volunteer, you're not going to get it in a hurry. You can ask for it, but there's just not enough people. True. Talk also in terms of the medical supplies. We know that uh, this time round, you know, in the Western Cape in particular, they are using five times more oxygen, for argument's sake, in the hospitals, and that is was that, that that was one of the concerns that they had that they were running out of oxygen. Other than that, what other medical supplies will be sent to the Cape? Well, it's we, we've been. It's not like we just suddenly came in now. No, we've been there for all the time, and you find like, the demand is there. All the people say this PPs. We keep getting called by our hospitals here and in Eastern Cape, it's the same. And now the big request is the N95 mask. Before they used the KN95, now they feel for better protection and because more of them are getting sick, they want the N95. And in the N95, you have different types. And one of the top mix is called the Hadiard, which fortunately, in the beginning of the week, we managed to secure 10,000 of those. They're not only for the Western Cape, of course, we're giving to other parts of the country. Yesterday in hospitals, again, they said there is a shortage of gloves. Fortunately, we've got quite a large quantity of that. And still the same thing. They still want three-ply masks. They want head covers. They want shoe covers. There's still a big request for non-contact thermometers and pulse oximeters. Because these things, they break. You know, they're not top-quality stuff. They always mm, break. Mm. So, and, and it's so, I mean, you've you got thousands of patients going through that stuff. It is going to break. So they, they want that. And, of course, the big demand, as usual, is scrubs, the reusable scrubs. We've made 6,000 of that. We've got another 2,000 production, but the demand for that thing keeps coming back and reusable surgical gowns. And then, of course, the next thing is the oxygen points. You know, we, re- we renovated the Frisia ward, but it wasn't called the Frisia ward before, but it's one of the wards in the Glendachia complex, right. which we renovated. It's a renamed Frisia ward. It cost us $10 million. And again, early in the last week, they said, look, we need more oxygen points. We want sight. And we've asked Efrox. Efrox is inundated. They can't cope. But they will be there on Tuesday to put initial points so there's enough points in all those for all those patients in Trinidad mm-hmm. Ward. And then in the new, I think Dr. Kluti must have spoken about the new other four wards in the, in the which is Plains Complex, which holds 50 patients each. We went and visited it. It's coming up very smartly. We will pay towards oxygen installation of points in those four wards. And we, we arrange, you can't get high flow nasal oxygen machines right now. The companies are closed. There's no stock. It's imported. Fortunately, because of our relationship, we managed to get the last eight in the country, and they're coming soon to that hospital. And then one other great thing has happened. The CSI called me about a week ago and said, look, we've got these ventilators. They, like, they work as CPAP machines and ventilators. You know, that people take the trace of what they want to use. 
and use them. So I took it to Tigerberg yesterday. I managed to get 12 samples. Uh, they're testing it. They say it looks like it can work. And this morning, I'm getting 200 already coming in, which we'll put in the same complex in Mitchell's plane. And if it works well, mm. we'll have several thousand available at no cost to patrol the country. Wow. Doc, just before, I've got about two minutes or so before I need to wrap up. I wanted to just share comment in terms of, you know, the Eastern and the Western Cape. Do you see any difference between the scope of challenges in those provinces? Western Cape is fortunate. You have better health systems here. You have better management systems. You have more money, you know. And you have systems that were more developed compared to the Eastern Cape. There's people have tried their best, you know, to upgrade hospitals and do well. Eastern Cape has been a neglected province. The healthcare systems were not developed yet. There are a few beautiful hospitals, but not many. And those hospitals are in the main towns that were done up, but the rest were left alone. If you go to the rural areas, the hospitals are really, really neglected. And, and even not rural areas, but smaller towns. And they haven't had support financially. If they write up for requests, they say there's no budget. We will try the next financial year. So there have been many more challenges. There's many more. The populations are much population is much bigger in, in the area. The province is much longer. It's a much bigger province. It's more transport costs. Mm. There's not, it's, it's, a, it's a big uh, burden in terms of uh, difficulty, in terms of the spread of hospitals. But they're really trying hard. But we, we, in the last couple of seconds, we got more than that. We need our people to be responsible. Because you can have the best hospitals, the best oxygen, the best health suits, and the best masks. But if the healthcare professionals are burnt out, you've got nobody to go to. And as a population, we need to reduce the burden of the healthcare workers because soon there's not going to be anybody to look after the patient. Mm-hmm. They're finished. And we need to help take that pressure off them to be responsible. People say, okay, the beach is closed, we'll go to the river. I mean, it's not about the beach being closed or the river being open. Mm. It's about avoiding crowds. So if the mall is busy, don't go at a busy time. If the shop is busy, don't walk inside. And make sure you've got your mask wherever you are. That mask has to be on. You've got to be sanitized. Stay the distance. Don't breathe in the guy. Don't cough on the person. Don't sneeze on the person. And, you know, take that precaution. If you want to get sick, it's fine. You want to die, it's fine. But be responsible and don't affect somebody else. Mm. Doc, lastly, just very quickly, if people wanting to assist Gift of the Givers, what's the best way for them to do so and how do they go about it? Well, the offices are closed, so we've only got emergency medical teams on standby now. When I say medical teams, these are not medical people. These are people responding to medical requirements mm. all over the country. But, you know, if the website is available where you can make a donation. Cash donations I would be welcome. And, look, we, and if needs be, we can wait till the new year. No, you can call our toll-free number, 0800-786-911. You can make bigger contributions. A lot of people are now making contributions of medical supplies, mm. three blind masks or thermometers or pulse oximeters, linen for the hospitals require, you know, and even simple things like chocolates and noodles and, and, and simple items, just to tell the healthcare workers, you know what, you are special, we care for you. Mm. You'll be surprised how psychologically and emotionally that makes a Absolutely. huge difference. Yes, Absolutely. they can afford it. Yes. They're working. They can pay for it. But the fact that somebody turns brings something like that, you cannot explain the mm. happiness that somebody is thinking about them and they're valued. Oh, no, absolutely. Dr. Imtia Suleiman of Gift of the Giver, shukran for your time uh, this morning on breakfast and all of the very best, inshallah. And VSC, you know, can commit that they will be keeping their eye on the ground as well and be keeping in, in, in touch with you all the time as well. So shukran so much, uh, Dr. Imtia Suleiman. Shukran, jazakallah, assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.